This is the leadoff from Front Office Sports. The leadoff is powered by NetSuite. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. That's true when your business is growing fast, and even more true when there's a lot of uncertainty. Inflation is running rampant, supply chains are clogged, and the labor market is tight. What does that mean for margins? But not every business is in the dark. Over 31,000 businesses know their numbers because they use NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. Know your numbers, know your business, and get to know how NetSuite can be the source of truth for your entire company. Right now, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash frontoffice right now. netsuite.com slash frontoffice. netsuite.com slash frontoffice. It's Tuesday, August 30th. I'm Owen Poindexter, senior writer for Front Office Sports. Here's what we're following in the business of sports. More than 50 years after he played his last game, legendary New York Yankee Mickey Mantle is back on top of the collectibles market. On Sunday, a 1952 Topps Mantle rookie card sold for $12.6 million, setting a new record for sports collectibles as the most valuable sports card ever sold at auction. Quote, an eight-figure auction result in the sports market was the stuff of fantasy just a decade ago, said Chris Ivey, director of sports auctions at Heritage Auctions. Quote, we always knew this card would shatter records and expectations. Sold by Heritage, the card was graded a mint 9.5 by Sports Card Guarantee Corporation. Its price surpassed a T206 Honus Wagner card, sold for $7.25 million earlier this month. The card also beat the $9.3 million sale of a jersey worn by soccer player Diego Maradona. The prize mantle card was brought to market by Anthony Giordano, who purchased the coveted collectible in 1991 for $50,000, at the time a record for a sports trading card. Sticking with baseball on a very different story, the Major League Baseball Players Association is taking a big step towards seismic changes in the economics of baseball. The MLBPA sent out authorization cards to minor league players to begin the process of unionizing them. A 30% signing rate would trigger a vote to unionize. From there, a majority of minor league players would need to vote to join the MLBPA, allowing the union to collectively bargain on their behalf. MLB would have to recognize the union under National Labor Relations Board rules. More than 5,000 players are currently in MLB's minor leagues across four levels. Players typically make $5,000 to $14,000 annually, following a wage increase in 2021. MLB began providing housing for players this year. Quote, this generation of minor league players has demonstrated an unprecedented ability to address workplace issues with a collective voice, said Harry Marino, director of advocates for minor leaguers, which is working with the MLBPA on the campaign. Now to the ongoing golf drama. Live Golf has joined a group of its players, including Phil Mickelson, in an antitrust lawsuit against the PGA Tour, according to an amended complaint obtained by Front Office Sports. Backed by the Public Investment Fund, Saudi Arabia's Sovereign Wealth Fund, the Upstart series is further escalating a bitter struggle for the hearts, minds, and wallets of golf fans. In August, 11 Live players sued the PGA Tour, alleging their tour suspensions are part of a, quote, carefully orchestrated plan to defeat the controversial new league. The complaint was filed in the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California. Liv is seeking punitive damages against the PGA Tour. A trial date has been scheduled for January 8, 2024. Liv Golf believes PGA players are, quote, independent contractors but are denied independence. Earlier this month, three-time PGA Tour winner and current Liv Golf pro Pat Perez told Sports Illustrated that he intends to withdraw as one of the plaintiffs. Abraham Anser, Carlos Ortiz, and Jason Cockrack have also dropped out of the antitrust suit. And one more thing. Apple is laying the groundwork to help you get fit in virtual reality. 
The company has filed trademark applications for its long-rumored VR and AR headsets, a move which hints at a focus shift toward health and fitness. Apple has filed trademarks in the US, EU, and many other countries for names including Reality One, Reality Pro, and Reality Processor. The trademarks are filed under a shell company called Immersive Health Solutions LLC, which was incorporated in February. The trademarks indicate the device will have health-related functions, per Bloomberg. The $2.59 trillion company's fitness efforts have centered on its Apple Watch series, which track numerous biometrics and its Apple Fitness Plus subscription service, which integrates that data into its fitness programs. Apple could be looking to change the game when it comes to sports media consumption, as the new headset could allow users to watch sports in VR. Apple has stepped up its efforts to acquire sports rights, securing MLS streaming rights in a 10-year, $2.5 billion deal. If you love the leadoff, you'll love Front Office Sports Pro. Front Office Sports Pro is a membership product that provides business leaders with actionable, timely insights on the most promising opportunities where sports meets industry. Sign up at frontofficesports.com pro to become a member and receive cutting-edge research reports, access to the pro investor directory, deal tracker, exclusive merchandise, and experiences among a community of like-minded professionals. Use the code LEADOFF for 10% off the annual subscription price. Thanks for listening to The Leadoff from Front Office Sports. Rate and review us on your favorite podcast platform, send us a screenshot on social media, and we'll send you some FOS merch.